Are you ready to explore life's possibilities? Go from ordinary to extraordinary. Then it's time to live limitless. To live limitless. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Live Limitless podcast. This is episode number 26. And joining me on the show today is Nancy Marmalejo of talentandgenius.com. And we're going to be talking about finding your talent and genius because what Nancy does is teaches entrepreneurs, experts, and teams how to tap into their unique genius so they can use it to position themselves as trusted authorities. She's been dubbed the professional paradigm shifter, and Nancy helps people understand all they bring to the table especially the parts of themselves that they can't see. So since 2003, Nancy's business, Consulting, has helped clients from around the world expand their reach and impact. And as a social media influencer, she's known for her authentic and relatable style. Nancy has won numerous awards for her business and has been featured in the Huffington Post, Smart Money, Latina Magazine, NPR, and so much more. She also is the host of the top-rated podcast, Itenko, Lessons for the Leading Edge. Um, this podcast is pretty cool because we're doing something totally different. Uh, instead of a typical interview where I ask Nancy all the questions, we turn this around and Nancy actually gives me a live coaching call. So she asks me the questions for the most part. I call these the workshop episodes. It's like a live case study uh, because instead of Nancy telling us about what she does, she's actually going to show us what she does by helping me find my genius. And if you're trying to figure out what your mission statement is, uh, what your hidden genius is, or how to find your strengths and talents, this episode is definitely for you. So we're going to be talking about what inspired Nancy into the path of helping others uh, find their unique geniuses, why many people never find or realize their talents and strengths, how Nancy found her own unique genius, and then of course we go into my own uh, process. So she'll be asking me what my creative practices are, kind of my highest vision for myself, what shapes my identity, and so much more. It's a really awesome podcast. I'm super excited for this one. Um, I really hope you like it. And if you want to head over to the show notes, you'll see all the links that are mentioned. And there's also an ebook that she wrote called Personal Brand Reinvented. And if you're listening to this podcast from home or a place where you can have the book open, it actually would would would, uh, would be very helpful if you open the book while you listen so you can go over the questions at the same time but uh other than that if you're in the car just listen to it it'll be awesome and uh, i hope you enjoy hey nancy how's it going it's going great matt thank you awesome yeah it's um it's great to have you on the show i think really like the the topic that you help people with you know finding their talent and their especially their unique genius as you put it and uh personal branding seems uh, i think I mean, it's always been important, but I think nowadays it's getting even more important to, to know where you stand and how to stand out from, from the crowd. Is yes. that, what kind of inspired you into this, this path? I have always been a student of human nature, so I really like understanding how people tick. Mm. And so that was just a natural, that's a, 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 a natural part of my own genius that I bring to the table. So it's always good to be able to align your your work with the things that you feel naturally gifted at doing. It wasn't always that way for me. I, I grew up in a family business, and so I had an understanding of how business operates, and I became a teacher years after that. And 
So as a teacher, I worked with kids who were really struggling and falling through the cracks. And so it was that that ability to really see like, hey, you know what? You're not somebody who we can just write off and say, okay, whatever, let them fall through the cracks. You have these gifts and these skills and this genius and these talents. And, and I'd reflect it back to them. And I don't think anybody had ever really um, done that to a lot of my students before. And I saw how it, it changed lives. It, it got kids interested um, in staying in school, not necessarily to stay in school because they're being nice, obedient children, but to stay in school because they saw the bigger purpose for themselves in this world. And that was when I really started looking at, you know what? We all really do have a purpose. And as an entrepreneur, as a consultant and a coach, I I realize I can, I can help people find that, which is really satisfying on a personal level, but also help them apply it to their business, which is really satisfying for them professionally, you know, for their businesses and, and, and really help expand them in that way. Yeah. Well, I I guess, I mean, it's pretty safe to say that probably a lot of people go through their whole life without really knowing what their, you know, their, their unique talent is. Um, That's true. Well, you know what happens um, is that a lot of times people are pushed into what they should do. Right. And this makes sense. You know, don't be an artist, be an accountant. That's that classic thing. Or don't be an accountant, be an artist. Whatever, whatever it is, if it's something that is the it, it, somebody's head has decided that makes sense, but your heart is saying, but this is what I love. There are always ways to create work and create businesses that can derive from your passions and your strength. It's, uh, I know it's possible because I've done it. I know it's possible because my clients do it. I know it's possible. I see it all around me. And so this work around talent and genius is really helping people have an understanding of that gift that they're bringing to the world and how to use that to communicate a message, to um, create a movement, to create services, to build a company, uh, to change people's lives for the better. So that's, that's how I see it. And how long have you been helping people find their, their talent and genius? Well, if you include the years that I was a teacher, it's going <laughs> to be, it's going to be a lot. Um, it, it, you know, I was, that would be over 20 years. So I've, I've had this business for 14 years now and so that's that's been something, and and that that's weird to say it's been 14 years already because I I feel like I just started it a second ago. But the um, yeah, I launched my business in 2003, and and it, I think when I first started, I had just left teaching, so I brought a lot of that desire to help and change people's lives and inspire a lot of that. That, that energy with me into my business and, and it, it just beautifully evolved into uh, the whole talent genius brand. Awesome. And how did you find your like, unique genius? You know, I think like with everybody, it's trial and error. It's one of those things where, um, you know, I had to have somebody un- help me understand myself and it, it's it's a matter of really getting honest with yourself about okay what is it that i i notice that i'm great at 
What is it that I love to do? What are the things that come easily and effortlessly to me? And I think what what started me along the path was having uh, doing some work around writing a mission statement for my life and understanding my values. I read this book. Um, well, I guess it was 14 years ago. It was when I was first starting out. And it was called um, The Path by uh, Lori Beth Jones. And I loved this book. It was all about how to write a mission statement for work and life. And it took you through values and it took you through, like, what do you stand for and what are you great at? And that was a real influential book for me. And going through that process was really powerful. And it helped me see some things that I brought to the table that I may not have been always honoring. And one of the things that happens is that we're so, the things that we're really good at, we don't acknowledge them because they don't take much effort. We're like, nah, whatever, anybody can do that. But I, I, I really started to take an inventory at that point, And that was pretty cool. So that was my, um, you know, that, that was kind of the start of it. And, and, and the other part that's really important to realize is that it's more powerful when somebody takes you through it and, and gives you their reflection as well and facilitates you through the process than just trying to do everything on your own because it's always great to have a second set of eyes on you. So I worked with a few people who were able to uh, give me feedback and reflection on things that I couldn't really see. And, and they'd say, look, at, you're really great at this. And I'd say, nah, I'm not. And they're like, yes, you are, and here's proof. And sometimes I needed that outside person to, to come in and show me proof right in my face. And I went, oh, well, look at that. I guess I, <laughs> I, guess I am pretty good at this. Well, it's, it's interesting how we become, I don't know what the word is, but I, I did a, a workout program a long time ago. And the changes I made over 12 weeks, I mean, my physical changes were very visible, but I couldn't see them until I looked at a photo. Mm-hmm. So like when I looked in the mirror, I thought I was still the same. And then when you look in the picture, it's like a, a drastic difference. So, um, I, it, but it's, I find this even harder because I went over some of the questions in your, uh, the ebook that you have on your site. And uh, I always find it hard. I don't know if it's because I have so many interests. Sometimes I wish that I just had the one kind of interest that I could, uh, could follow the path down. But I just find like I have uh, so many interests that it's hard for me to, to nail it down to like what, what makes me unique. Ah, well, shall we, shall we dive in under the hood and, and work with you around that? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, well, I give people, uh, can I give people a, a URL where they can get what we're referencing the yeah. ebook? Yeah. Um, if you go to talent, and genius.com forward slash ebook. That's where people can download it. It's called Personal Brand Reinvented. And it's a, uh, it's like, it's a, it's free and it's a, it's, it's pretty meaty. It's 6,000 words and there's a little audio that goes along with it where I'm actually reading the book. It took 39 minutes to read the book. So it, it's, it's not short, but it's not uh, too, too long. And it's something you can definitely sit down and work on. I've designed it really to uh, show exactly what I do when I am working individually with a client, just taking you through most of the same exercises. So and I like that you weave in the story of someone else who's going through it just because I, I really think that kind of helps you to, to figure out 
maybe how you're supposed to do it. You know, it's funny. When I sat down to, to do this, I, um, I was going to write like a tip sheet. Like, all right, here's 10 tips on how to brand your, you know, reinvent your personal brand. And then I couldn't get my client's story out of my head. So I started to write the story and kind of, I tell people it's a case study with, um, with, with dialogue, you know, it's, 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 I'm talking about the, the client, but I'm also giving you the same exercises I gave her and, um, you know, her insights and ahas and me coaching her are really helpful to people going, Oh my gosh, I had that same question. So that, that always, that always helps. Yeah. And I, and I guess in, uh, in part, part of this podcast will be kind of like a case study, but uh, for anyone listening, like a lot shorter version. Yeah. But we'll do what we can do. Matt. We'll just, we'll do what we can do. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So I, all right. So if anybody goes to download Personal Brand Reinvented, um, there um, basically what the story is is that I've got this uh, client that I'm working with, and her name is Lisa, and she came to me because she just was feeling really, really lost, and she didn't know what distinguished her, and that's the premise of of what we're doing is just um, you know trying to figure out. What are those? What are those parts of you that are just really trying to emerge and to have a voice, but it's really hard for you to see because I think you had just said it. You've got a lot of different things that you're that you're great at, so that makes it challenging. You know, which one do you pick? One? Do you pick two? Is it a is it a kind of checklist type of thing, or what is it? So um, let me ask you a couple of questions about yourself before we, before we dive in. Because I'm just going to pretend that we're on a coaching call and I'm, I'm, I realize we're doing a podcast interview, but everybody <laughs> can just listen in and, and be voyeurs at the moment. Um, so for you, um, when it comes to <clears throat> your creativity and organizing ideas, are you the kind of person who um, ideas just sort of pop up for you while you're in the shower or driving, or do you sit down and you write out a plan and a checklist and a format? What, what's your style of creating? Um, for sure, for the idea part, I, I definitely get them uh, just randomly. Um, okay. I get a, a lot while driving and just while, while doing other activities. And as of late, I've been also kind of creating... Uh, Kind of a checklist, but that's that's more for like a task list for the day or for the week, just to make sure. Just because I find sometimes I have so many ideas, and that's it's partly. I mean, it's a good thing, but it's it's partly been a uh, one of the bad things as well over the years because sometimes I follow all of them instead of. Um, so now I'm trying to really uh, get more lean after writing down the ideas and not not actually going after all of them because I find that yeah. I spread myself. Too thin. Okay, so you have lots of ideas. Um, it's probably you know hard to pick and prioritize. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, for sure. Okay, and that's really that's common. You're a creative person, and and it's one of those things where you you get your great ideas when you're in this place of relaxation. And what happens most often is that we get into the states of relaxation when we're driving or taking a shower, and that's the worst time to be able to remember it and write it down and pull out the best parts of it because we're either all wet or we're operating a vehicle. 
so one of the things, and this isn't in the book. Well, actually, this is in the book, but I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna go a little bit out of order. Um, what I want to just encourage you to do is, if you have time every day, and I don't know whether you do this or not, but to have some kind of quiet time uh, on a daily basis to just um, I'm, I meditate. You know, and I recommend people meditate, whether it's five minutes of just sitting there quietly and paying attention to your breathing, or maybe you put earbuds on and you're listening to some kind of uh, meditation music, something where you can just be in a zoned out state for a bit. Some people say you have to meditate 20 minutes. Some people say you have to meditate an hour. I noticed that, um, you know, if you, if you give yourself 15 minutes and you make it to five, that's a success. <laughs> So the reason why is because that's putting you into that that relaxed state where you're kind of zoned out, where those great ideas come, but you're in a more controlled environment. So if something pops up and you're like, wow, I'm just having this download of great ideas, you can at least then grab something to write with and start really um, putting things down. So, you know, recording and documenting it. Um, daily meditation isn't necessarily an idea generation session, although sometimes that happens. Um, sometimes you just might really, your body thanks you for a few minutes of rest and relaxation because it lowers your heart rate, it lowers your blood pressure, it increases all those wonderful um, chemicals in our body that our brain creates that make us happy and make us um, feel good. So I, I, I recommend that as a daily practice so that way... Uh, you're primed to take the deeper dive on some of these other things. Yeah, I definitely, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm awful with, with the meditation part. I actually did a, a Vipassana meditation retreat mm-hmm. for 10 days. And that was my first time. So it was a pretty extreme uh, first time for, for wow. meditating, but I haven't, okay. <laughs> but you're supposed to continue doing it, of course. And I have not been so. Well, that's kind of like going to the gym if, you know, you haven't worked out for a while and you, d- you decide to go neck and neck with like the bodybuilder or the, you know, supreme crossfitter. It's, it can kick your butt and then afterwards you're like, whoa, I can't, I can't yeah. get up the next day. So pace yourself, you know, pace yourself. And meditation can be just a, a, a few minutes of, of mindful breathing. And really the, the, the idea is to just get yourself zoned out. The way you are when you're driving or in the shower, you know, when you get that place of just like, you know, you're just zoned out. That's the only way I can describe it, mm. where you don't necessarily are for, you're not necessarily forcing thoughts to come in. You're just um, in this place where things can drop in. Mm-hmm. So um, that that piece is, is important because it will it will um, help you get more in touch with what's really inside of you. You know, we. I, firm believer that we all carry intuition, um, that we have it. We need to listen to it. There's an inner voice there. There's this ping pong match that goes on between your, your intuitive self and your rational mind. And it's okay that they just, they need to play nicely together. You get an intuitive inspiration, you run it through your rational mind and you figure out a way to make it happen. Not necessarily send it to your rational mind to give you 10 reasons why it's an idiot, an idiotic idea and would never fly. So, so, so in starting with that point, where I would always start with a, a client is to have them is, is just to go to this place of understanding of who you are and what you're all about. And so, what I 
what I do when I'm working with somebody is I'll take them through a guided visioning process where uh, we go into that nice relaxed state and, and I and I ask you to just tap into your your inner voice and say what what's the highest vision I have for myself? You know, so we don't have time to take you into that, but if you were to just for a moment just relax all, all of your expectations of what you could or should or have to or what makes sense or anything, and you just take a nice deep breath and you just just take a couple of deep breaths just to kind of calm yourself down and and just ask yourself, what's the highest vision for myself in the work that I'm doing? And as you allow that question to settle in, you might get some pictures that pop up in your head. You might see yourself doing things, creating things, accomplishing things. Now, whether or not that's going to work in this short amount of time. But if just I want to just check in with you. If When I ask you that question, what's the highest vision you have for yourself? What are some of the things that, that pop up for you? Um, it's, it's also quite hard, again, because I have all the different interests. But definitely, um, definitely one of the important things is having a uh, building like a community of, uh, of people, like an audience. So mm-hmm. I find the reason why I tied kind of everything in under the theme of Live Limitless was because um, even though I have different interests, whether it's like writing a children's book and doing the travel writing and making a movie and all these random things, I think. I think one of the things that maybe makes me unique is that I don't mind actually going after everything mm-hmm. and also in kind of inspiring other people to go like, go after their dreams and interests. So it's, it's a hard question. I might have to sit on that one longer. No, just because... actually it's not. It's actually <laughs> really awesome what you just said because what – what happens with a lot of people, so you're, you have this strong desire to build a community of people. That's, let's say that's your umbrella concept. And the other things that you're doing, the children's book, the travel writing, the podcast, everything that you have, how does, you just have to ask yourself, how does that connect back to building a community of people? With a children's book, would it be the kind of book that, you know, teaches something or the moral of the story, it imparts some kind of a, a life lesson or what, what is, what is the ultimate purpose of the, the children's story? And you ask yourself the same around travel writing, you know, what's the ultimate purpose? And maybe it's travel, see the world. There's, there are other people embrace differences, be a, a stranger in a strange land. Um, you know, there's so many important aspects around humility and graciousness and adventure and exploration that are components of a community. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of it does come around in terms of the, the, tra- uh, the travel. It's definitely inspiring people to, to see the world and, and 
be a stranger in a different land and stuff. And then I've noticed with the children books, a lot of it does come down to real, um, typically involving like wildlife and that kind of stuff. But, uh, kind of the true stories, mm. for example, let's say of a migration, but turning it into, um, a children's book so that it's entertaining for them, but they also learn about something that really happens. Okay. All right. This is good. All (laughs) right. So now with that information in the background, we can dive into some of the pieces from the um, personal brand reinvented book. I just gave you, I give you a little head start, like um, just so we can get framed around this, because what I'm hearing from you, when you say community of people, community is a value. You know, values are those things that are really important to us. They're near and dear to our hearts. So a community is usually uh, people who have, they share something, they um, shared values, shared resources. Community involves sharing. So there's something about sharing that's really important. The sharing of ideas, the sharing of things that are um, important to us, things that are dear to us, places, preservation, beauty, all of these other things. So let's take a look at some of these um, questions that I, I have in the, um, in the book, and I want to... Um, I, I want to take you through part one, which is this um, piece around your identity. Like, really, you know, who are you? Uh, this is important because we want to have an understanding of what you're all about and what makes you tick. And um, if anybody has the book in their hand, uh, the I have five questions that start on page 12, and these um, these questions help to really influence the way you're going to show up, the way that you um, are creating this this identity. So the the first question is about your personality style, and so Matt, if we were to ask you, and obviously you know we're doing this a little bit quicker than if we were working more intensively, but tell me, tell me about your personality style. What are, what are some words that people would use to describe you and even words that you use to describe you? Uh, for sure. Creative, um, ambitious, adventurous. And then, uh, you know, I was looking over this list a bit earlier, so I didn't have the chance yet to ask anyone else. But uh, other than that, I would say fun. Like a, a lot of my ideas typically involve things that, that make them fun as well. And then in, intellectual, I really like learning and uh, very thoughtful and curious. Mm. Those are awesome. Those are great. Those are great traits to carry with you. So, when you look at your personality style, being creative, ambitious, adventurous, fun, intellectual, with a love of learning, thoughtful, curious, these are things that you really want people to hear in your voice. And I'm saying voice in the sense of more of a literary voice, the voice, the the vibe, as we say in California, <laughs> the. Um, uh, just the, the personality, you know, it's like somebody says, there's Matt. Oh, look at that. This is what he stands for. He's, oh yeah. He's, you know, how do we see that you're creative? We might see you using, um, you know, you share creative ideas. Your ambition is something that we might be inspired by seeing your accomplishments and your goals, your sense of adventure, 
is we see that based on the types of topics that you choose and the way that you describe them. And fun can be you, you know, weaving that into all the things that you're doing, um, intellectual, thoughtful, curious. These are really reflections around the content that you create. These are reflections around the voice that you use to, to write and to describe. Everybody has a bit of a different voice. Some people are very folksy, very approachable. Other people are very um, uh, scientific. Some people are very spiritual. Some people are very funny. Some people are irreverent. Some people like to be, um, you know, they, they put a lot of swear words in their stuff and other people have to be really prim and proper. And some people, you know, they, they make you feel like your mom's talking to you and other people make you feel like your lover's talking to you. I mean, it's, there's a voice that each person brings. And so having these understandings about your personality style really helps you understand how is Matt going to show up in all that he does? Like we want to hear, we want your fun. We want your creativity. We want your ambition. We want your adventure because in all of those things, when you're fully in that place, we are inspired by you. You make things look possible that we would otherwise not be able to do. That's really interesting. I've never really, I don't know if maybe it naturally comes out, but it's something I'll think about even when I'm writing. Yes. Yes. So you have to ask yourself, like, does, is this me? Like what you looking at these different things around your personality, you might want to think about, okay, which, which are the four that are the most important for me? And you don't have to decide that right now, but let's say, you know, after we, we wrap up, you're, you're deciding that. And then you just make sure that what you create and how you communicate is through that filter. Like if fun and curiosity and adventure, I mean, that's like, when I think of those three words together, it's like, oh my gosh, where's he going to take us next? Mm-hmm. What, what are we going to learn next? What's the, you know, the limitless edge that he's going to take us to next? Like there's, like, there's Matt out there uncovering everything that we want to learn and, and don't know how to find. And he found it for us. And, and, and he's inviting us in to try it and to do it and to grow. I mean, there's a real inviting uh, quality about that. And the like fact it. that you have a, a podcast dedicated to that. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never really sat back to really like think about kind of that thread that ties it all together. Oh yeah, very <laughs> important. That's your voice. All right. So now, you know what? I'm really loving this. But I just want to aside <laughs> talk. I'm I'm loving this because I. I <laughs> Just, I just feel like I'm doing my job right now instead of like, you know, like showing interview. up at an interview with like, you know, here's 10 predetermined questions you're going to ask me. This is, this is actually quite fun. But I think it's really um, a great way for other people too, because they get to listen to some of the questions and can start thinking about it. For oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is definitely. All right. Now the second thing is, um, what do you stand for? So this is really there's a couple of parts to this process where I ask you to think about somebody who you really admire and respect and, and what are the qualities of that person that you admire the most and then you think about yourself. I'm going to speed you through this one and I, and I want to go back to values. Your, um, when you're branding yourself, when you're, you're communicating your personal brand, it's, you, you, your values are really important. Okay, so and and they might be similar to some of the personality traits that you mentioned. These are things that are 
this is like what you stand for. What's, what is the most important to you? So tell me a few of those things for you that are, are so important. It's, it's, it's absolutely what you stand for and what you uphold. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I definitely think uh, curiosity and adventurous uh, and creativity as well. I just find like, I think like one of the initial inspirations for, for the blog was actually, you know, after meeting kind of a lot of people who maybe take that, that one path into a career, but they don't ever do anything else with their, you know, like everyone has a creative side or, or I find maybe everyone even has kind of an adventurous side that's maybe hidden. And I would always hear them maybe say things like, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And so that was part of the inspiration was to, to inspire people to, to do those kind of things. Cause I think, um, you know, it's really important for living a, a happy life. Even if it's not your career, you can still be very uh, creative and adventurous on the side. Can I add inspi- inspirational to your values or yeah. inspiration? I have curiosity, which I have to tell you, I, curiosity and creativity, those are on my list too. So we have some commonalities here. Um, curiosity, adventure, creativity, and inspiration. And so in standing for those things, that's, you know, once again, you want to ask yourself what you're creating and what you're building how does it support your um, value of curiosity? How does it support this value of adventure? How does it support creativity? How does it support this value of inspiration? And how can it be said in the voice that is creative and ambitious and adventurous and fun and intellectual and thoughtful and curious? So you kind of weave those together. It's like what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. So when you have creativity as a value, what's so great about that and curiosity is that you are instantly given permission to break rules. Like rules do not apply to you. (laughs) So if you want to do something in a different kind of format, if you want to create a format that's never existed before, that's you living in your values. That's interesting. (laughs) <laughs> we haven't thought about it be- before like that, but not, now that you mention it, a lot of the kind of I- ideas that I have for going forward, a lot of them are, are always seem to revolve around trying to do something new that hasn't necessarily been done before. Ah, okay. So doing something new that can be, you know, innovation, that can be, you know, being an early adopter of something, um, that, that I think also ties in really beautifully with your, uh, adventurous spirit. Right. Yeah, for sure. And curiosity. So, yeah. It's like, Oh, I wonder what's over there. Instead of saying, Oh, I wonder what's over there. I think I'll sit here and wait for 10 people to go there first, have them come back and give me a report. You're like, Oh, look at that. Something new, different. And then everybody's like, where'd Matt go? It's like, oh my God, he just jumped into that. <laughs> he just, he's in that jungle over there, <laughs> unexplored territory. There he goes, you know, and then you come back and tell everybody about it. And they're like, okay, Matt said it's safe. And they go there. And then, you know, as soon as they start to build sidewalks and uh, you're like, okay, too much civilization here for me. I'm going to the next uncharted territory. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's your adventurer. 
Okay, the next question I want to ask you is uh, your big why. Like, what's the big reason that's fueling you in life? You know, and, and part of that goes back to the, um, the visioning that we did. You know, you had said building um, a community of people. So is, is that it or is there more to it than that? Um, I don't know, actually. I'd have to, I mean, first, you know, when I thought about the question a little bit before, I, I know like one of my fears, and I'm not sure why, but I've always had this kind of fear of um, like being afraid to, I don't know, to wake up one day when I'm say 80 or 90 and, and realize that I didn't really live life. Mm. And I'm not sure okay. where it comes from or anything like that, but for sure that's definitely been one of the driving forces of of a lot of the, the things I've done and being more adventurous. And, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so tell me a little bit more. So, so the big, your big why is really that kind of purpose. So obviously you don't want to, you know, you don't want to grow old and look in the rear view mirror and say, I never did anything. So, so how does that look from the present moment going forward? What are you here what are you here on this planet to do and to bring and to create? Like your real, you can get spiritual here. You could like, you know, whatever it is, that calling of yours. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a hard question. I've always, like, I've never really been able to to really nail down what, what I think my purpose might be. I have definitely have a, I'm definitely interested in experiencing as, as much as I can. Um, and like trying new things. And that's, you know, also part of the things that I try to inspire others as well is for trying new things. But in terms of like a bigger purpose, I'm not, uh, I don't know. Guess what? (laughs) Matt, guess what? Uh, okay. First of all, I will, I will give you the feedback that I think you're overthinking this. And um, I will also give you the feedback that to experience new things and inspire others to do that is a huge-ass big why purpose. <laughs> so maybe I'm overthinking it, isn't it? You're hecka overthinking it. <laughs> you, uh, to experience new things and inspire others to do the same, that is a massive, beautiful purpose in life. Do you know that as uh, it's very interesting, I was just helping a client write an article this morning and they wanted to reference something about, they they work in change management and change improvement. And uh, we wanted to find some little scientific fact to support the fact that most people don't like change. And it's true from an evolutionary perspective, we don't like change. There's that fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Our brains are wired to, uh, to want repetition and predictability. And that's just from an evolutionary perspective, that is how our brains are created. And so change comes in. Well, that's the unknown. That could possibly kill us. I mean, our species right. could not continue. If we're you know, prehistoric people, we're like, wait, it's dark. I can't see. The animals might get me. So we are, we are wired to be 
you know, to, to not want to change and to play it safe. And here you come along and you have a very uh, counter-evolutionary message for everyone saying, yes, 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 I know that you were wired to want to be safe and, and everything be predictable, but we're not living in caves anymore. We have lights. We have you know, electricity. We can see what's out there. We can create light when it's dark. We have the ability to go beyond where we are right now. There's something around the corner, and that fear that you're holding on to is, is just like, like well, let's move past it because look at what you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. For sure, and I think a lot of like our biggest achievements as a species as well has come from those people who've, mm-hmm. uh, who've tried new things. Okay. So let's just say for the, for the sake of what we're doing here today, that, that your big why, and I'm saying why W H Y for people are thinking I'm talking about the letter Y. Um, it's really to experience new things and inspire others to do the same. Like every single day you get up in the morning and you know, you just, you just can't help but do that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, okay, let's go with that. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. All right, and then the next piece is, um, I'm, really, I'm just looking at the <laughs> clock on it. We'll get as far as we can on this <laughs> in a perfect world. Uh, we get way deep into this, but this is really important. I think we should just go through this first part of the book and, and, and um, you know, there's other there's other components I can I can give like a little um, preview of what lies ahead, but let, yeah. let's just, let's just keep at this. Cause this is good stuff. And if you end up um, having time, like if there's no, I don't have a specific time in mind, so it's more up to, you know, with your schedule and stuff. Okay. Well, if your listeners want to hang in for a marathon, um, <laughs> so it's all, it's all good. I'm, I'm scheduled to go get a foot massage as soon as we're done. So it's just, uh, that, that's my, that's, that's my way of having a wonderful day today. Yeah. Um, all right. So, there are two more questions, all right, and 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 fortunately, you know, we can coach you around answering them. Some of the ones you might feel like you're drawing a blank, but we were just able to show right now with the big why that you really weren't drawing a blank. It's just that the thing that seems so obvious to you, you were overlooking. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of funny because sometimes I think I don't know if it's just me that like your purpose should be so like no one has had that purpose before, but there's a good chance. You know, there's other people with the same, same interests. Hey, you know what? There's more than one person who likes um, chocolate chip ice cream. I mean, it's, yeah. it's okay if we share some things. What's also really cool about it is that you have a unique vehicle that it's that your life purpose is being transported through, and that's you, your life. And, and it actually segues to the next question, which is asking you about your genius. Now, this one might be a little trickier for you to do on your own, but what's important for you and everybody who's listening to remember is that genius is defined as an exceptional intellectual or creative power or natural ability, and we all have that. We all have exceptional abilities, and um, we we should not discount those abilities. For some people, it might be... um, a physical skill. For some people, it might be an intellectual skill, a way of processing information. I know people who can walk into a messy room and it, within 30 seconds, they already know how the room should be organized and arranged. And other people walk into that room and just go, and close the door and walk away. <laughs> so everybody has these things. And some people can sit down and just 
you know, come up with a hundred ideas and other people, they're spending, you know, two hours in front of a blank screen. So we all have these different kinds of abilities and, and no one is greater or smaller than the other. I think we tend to want everything to be really grandiose, like, you know, know, I'm, I'm a natural at science and physics and I'm a fantastic writer. And, you know, it's like, it's not a talent show. It's really more of, of an assessment of the strengths that you carry with you. So with all that being said, um, what are some of the things that you just, that come really easily and effortlessly to you? Just these, these natural strengths. Um, I know like one of the big things I guess is, uh, is, um, I don't know if it counts, but like starting things, like if I have an idea instead of typically just having it as an idea and you write it down, but you never do it, I'm definitely very fast for, for getting it started or at least, or at least going down the rabbit hole to see how I might do it or who I would contact or who could help me and, um, looking like at different resources of how to maybe get it done. Um, if I have a bigger idea that maybe requires, people or money or sponsors or something like that. Like I don't, I'm very quick to find out maybe who might be interested and to reach out right away. Okay. Okay. I think that's wonderful. So starting things. So there's something inside of you that isn't afraid to start something new and you don't have those rules governing you that say, um, you have to pass through these hoops before you can start something. You just start something. Yeah. Okay, that's a natural gift. What about the way that you um, are with people? Like, think about some people skills that you have, like maybe being a listener or, you know, you might just be able to sense when somebody needs um, help, even if they don't say it. Like, what are some of the things on a more intuitive level that you have an understanding with about people? Hmm. I don't know about that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, it's hard to say. Like, I'm definitely very helpful, but I don't know if I would know that in advance unless someone asked me. Kind of. Okay, you you said that you want to write children's books. Do you like children? I do. Yeah. What is it about children that you find so awesome? Um. Maybe it's the same thing that they're not, uh, that they're typically interested in trying new things. Like they're not really afraid to fail. Ah. And they're quite funny. <laughs> oh, okay. So do, are you like a kid magnet? Do kids just go, hey, man, yeah, you're so awesome. I don't know. Actually, I'm not really around all that many, many kids right now. Okay. So but you I'm like the concept sure. of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And animals. Or, um, you know, just, yeah, I love all, all animals as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then as far as things that you do skill wise, what are some skills that even from when the time you were a little kid, it just, it was easy for you, whether it was like a subject in school or some kind of an ability. Um, I mean, I remember typically being good at both in math. And both at, uh, or, and in, um, like gym class. 
So like sports. Okay. And, and like the kind of health and fitness and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Well, definitely like uh, at writing as well. But more oh, like okay. more like creative writing, like not really I don't know if it was ever a skill before like uh like essays and that kind of stuff. Okay. So this is something to look at um just as far as your you know, the um this oh, natural strength. <laughs> I just find like the- like one of the things my my parents always tell me when they're telling me when I was a kid was like starting, uh, like selling things. Like I always had like some kind of little business set up, whether it was, whether it was buying candy bars to sell at a, a baseball game or like organizing a race or I made a little newspaper once to sell oh in school. Oh my gosh. That kind That's of stuff. fantastic. Yeah. And it sounds like you have some natural leadership skills too. And that I don't know because I, I mean I guess I, I have done had some management positions. But, well, uh, now leadership and management are not necessarily the same thing. What I'm saying, okay. leadership is that you're 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 a starter. Yeah. Okay. You no, are leading. True. Okay, you're leading the way. You are a starter. You're heading out there. So these are really these are great strengths of yours. Starting things, um, and and in your starting of things, you have that wonderful ability not to be afraid to fail. You've um, got this great combination of math and writing skills and then there's a a physical coordination that you have as well so you really embody embodied you know you're in your body and then you're able to um you know there's a confidence about you anybody who likes to sell and start businesses you've got to have confidence because people have I mean, you know, a lot of people, they're just like anything but selling. I don't want to touch selling. So you, you've got that. Those are definitely leadership qualities. Hmm. So there you go. That's your, I mean, you, you actually have a, um, a leader's profile. You have a leader's genius quality. Which is really not something I, I considered before. Well, you have this thing where you take, and a lot of people do this, is where you take the word leadership and you apply it to your boss at a job that you hated or, you know, (laughs) managing people or something. And really like, if we're thinking about it, you know, if you're running a race and you're the first one ahead of everybody else, you are the leader of that race. You know, you're the, you're just like, you're ahead. You're setting the pace for others to follow. You aren't over there next to them saying, Hey, you run a little faster. You're just running and setting the pace and your inspirational style makes other people say, oh, that's out there running. He's up ahead. I'm going to keep going. Cause I see him going. Yeah. And I guess, and the management would be more of the coach. Yeah, the management would be the person behind everybody running, going, hey, you guys, you got to run faster. Hey, you, run a little bit more to the left. You run more to the right. You, go ahead of that guy, three people in front of you. That's yeah, not you. That's an interesting way, way to look at it because I always, yeah, I definitely always applied leadership to, uh, to management. Now, you can be the leader with your back to everyone. <laughs> Doing your own thing. Being free. Being free to create being free to start things and just know that 
everyone who's watching you is inspired by you. This podcast is inspiring people. There are people listening to this going, he has a podcast. That's so cool. I'm just going to keep listening to his podcast and maybe one day I'll, I'll have a podcast. Just by you showing up and doing what you love, you inspire others. And what's really awesome is that inspiration is one of your values. Yeah, that's true. Do you see how it's all kind of connecting now? We're, we're, yeah, we're, definitely. Yeah, it's really interesting. I call this um, collecting and connecting. That's that's what I call this process. Like we just collect some information and then start connecting some dots. But um, this is super fun. All right, now the this one you may get you may you may want to think about this one. Um, but the last, the last question is, how are you going to change the world? Because with, with these things that you have here, we look back at everything. You've got this, um, this wonderful personality style, fun, adventurous, creative, thoughtful, curious, and these values that you uphold, which are very reflective of your personality style, curiosity, adventure, creativity, inspiration, And in taking all those, wanting to experience new things and inspire others to do the same, and you stand out as this this person who is not afraid to fail, not afraid to start something new, has the leadership style of the inspirational leader. You're not the manager. You're not the the bean counter. You're, You're like off running free and by example... Others see you and say, whoa, I want to hop on what he's doing. With all of that, you have the potential to really impact the world, really on a deep way. You, this podcast is, is impacting the world. Your um, goals, the things that you want to create, the things that you are curious about take you to places and you ultimately impact the world with that. And I, I never look at it on that. I mean, I guess I do think of it sometimes like that. But again, maybe I don't think that you can really, you know, have that much of an impact until you have that that mega audience. I guess well, say. but it's not no. really true because you, you no know, even change. no it doesn't yeah mega audience not necessary. And I think that's one of the things that for sure maybe holds me back in some ways, but. I think in general, I would think that a lot of people would hold them back is thinking that they can't make a difference until they were, you know, like a, I don't know, someone with a a, a platform like a Hollywood star where everyone is listening. <laughs> when was the last time you took action because a Hollywood star told you to do something? I mean, it's like, first of all, do you like that person? Do you resonate with them? Yes or no? If no, you've now like dropped off a big chunk of the population. You know, it's like, it's okay to thin slice and, and speak directly to the person that you want to speak to because that person's going to hear you in a way that they can't hear anyone else. And when you can speak to that one person so clearly and so profoundly, that one person might be the one who goes out and creates the kind of change that activates things on a larger level. So we don't all have to be big boom, you know, impact makers, like I'm going to speak to millions. And then you wake up one day and go, Oh no, I'm so afraid of speaking to millions. But it's, (laughs) it's one of those things like, what if I spoke to a hundred 
and I was really and, and I and I inspire those hundred to go out and inspire someone else. Yeah. Now you've leveraged your inspirational ability. For sure. It's a much better way to look at it. I, I think <clears throat> that we are often fooled by numbers. I um yeah, you know, I, I remember um I was on T V in LA now, L.A. has like 9 million people living in it or something. And it was, you know, like this morning show that had this huge market share. It was just like, boom, all these, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go and talk on this morning show and a million people are going to hire me and, and all this stuff. Um, uh, you know, I just, I just realized, like, you know what? Just because there's a million people listening doesn't mean that one million people are going to, number one, identify or resonate or want to respond. And it was when I speak, like I can speak to a smaller audience, a room full of people, and get more engagement and more results and see more impact and a bigger ripple effect sometimes. So we just have to, you know, understand that there's a, the impact factor is important to keep in mind and, and that numbers don't necessarily dictate that. I remember there was also a really good blog post once. Um, I think it was Kevin Kelly from Wired magazine who said about finding your, the 1,000 people like your tribe and not yeah. necessarily a million people. I like that. If you have a link to that, will you send that to me? That sounds like a fantastic blog post. Yeah, for sure. I, will. I would love to I would love to read that and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. There are some people that I know who they're unknown, but they are they have the ear of some very influential people. And those influential people are the ones who can impact the larger audiences. So all they need yeah. are ten of these very influential people and their million are being <laughs> spoken to. Right, yeah. And it just doesn't yeah. have to be them. It's kind of nice that way. Yeah, you know? that's true. And then there are some people who are in front of a million people, and God bless you if you are, you know. Uh, I, I think that's the beauty of podcasting is people um, find a, a, someone that they really love, and they start listening to them, and um, you become an influence in that one person's life and that tribe that you're attracting, and it's really powerful. Yeah, and that's, I guess that's the beauty of, of uh, not just podcasting, but even blogging or, or books. Yeah, yeah. So, so we just went through the first part of um, reinventing your personal brand. And we're not going to be able to go through parts two and three, but I want to give a preview of what they are. And then I want to encourage people to download the ebook at talentandgenius.com forward slash ebook is where you can get it. Um, talent, the whole word is written out and is all written out. Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S.com forward slash ebook. And um, so the next piece is communicating your personal brand. Uh, so, so now that you have this, like, oh my God, this is what I'm here for. You know, it's like, and then somebody's like, Hey Matt, what are you all about? And you're like, ah, <laughs> how do I say it? <laughs> so the next piece is just really being able to articulate it because if you can say it in a, in a sentence, or if you can say it in a, a short paragraph, or you could put it in your bio or people know this about you, 
when you communicate, then they're able to understand it on a deeper level. So the next piece is going through um, just some different ways of being able to communicate who you are and what you do and what you're all about, like a mission statement in a sense. You know, it's a mission statement. It's an introduction. You can use it as the elevator speech, whatever (laughs) it is. We have to have some kind of identifying language that really speaks to us. And then the last The last component is now that you have an understanding of who you are and how to communicate that, the third part is getting known and getting recognized. So you're already, you've already got a platform, obviously, with the podcast. Um, You know, how do we, how do we take this piece and, and, and create a platform for ourselves. So some people, it's just might be some thoughtful posts on social media and other people, it might be blogging or podcasting or speaking. And, and so we all get to, you know, some people, they do it through their art or they might create, um, you know, graphics and post them on social media that have inspirational sayings or whatever it is, but there's a, you know, writing, blogging, videos, um, you know, just sharing that with the with uh, an audience larger than yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I think that's one of the in the communicating with like the elevator speech that you mentioned. I think that's one of the reasons why, especially for me or anyone that has a lot of interests, is, is really finding that umbrella theme. I guess because yeah. otherwise, I always struggle. There's maybe two or three things, or I have two or three websites and then I don't know which one to say. And then I end up just saying like something totally off. That's not even me. (laughs) Yeah. And, and there, there's, that's, there's a little, um, there's an exercise in the ebook and it's called the love, hate, create message. And it's something that I've been using for several years with my clients to be able to speak passionately about what you do to establish your credibility and your thought leadership. So that is something that um, that would be like part two if we wanted to do a second <laughs> a second interview together. Um, but that one is that one is pretty fun. People, uh, uh, you know, are able to find that way to talk about themselves, so it doesn't sound like one of those awful, awful canned speeches where somebody's you know talking at you instead of inspiring curiosity. And that could be really cool to also do in another podcast i did like i went through it a bit um and again like a, the one thing i find it hard is because you, you were saying with the um is it love hate create is that right yes love hate create and so i have i have a couple that like with live limitless it's a little bit more about kind of um say following your your dreams no matter what they are but then I have kind of another angle of just travel. So I always find it like, which one do I say? Is it the, you know, I want to help people travel the world or is it I want to help people just um, try new things? Let's say. Well, I think you can, I help people experience new things. Um, I, ex- I help people experience new things, whether it's um, travel or creating or blah, blah, blah. You know, you can, you could name that. I mean, just let us know that this is like what you stand for is helping people experience new things. And those new things, if you give us some examples of new things, then it all makes perfect sense. Travel makes perfect sense. New things go to a new place. Never been there before. 
Um, what was the other one? Uh, or was there another one? No, it was just like trying new things in general. Like whether, you know, if someone's dream is to write a book, let's say. Right. I help people experience, you know, I guide people to experience new things that inspire their lives and the lives of others. It could be travel, writing a book, um, you know, starting a business or getting your voice into the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's like, it's like, Ooh, really? That's in, now that's interesting. If I met you and I'd never talked to you before and you told me that I'd be like, wow, tell me more. And, And, and what you want when you, when you talk about yourself and what you do, you don't want people to just sit there and go, okay, thanks. And then walk away. You want them to lean in and say, Ooh, tell me more. That sounds really interesting. Hmm. Um, one of my clients, he, uh, he, he's just, just he said, people always said, well, well, what do you do? And he goes, well, I unstick people. And they go, what, do you, what do you mean by that? And then he goes into talking about how he's a, he's a business coach and he gives an example of, well, you know how when, you know, people are stuck and these, you know, whether well, systems aren't working around their businesses, I help unstick them. And they're like, oh my God, I totally get that. And what it does is it starts this two-way conversation as opposed to this um, broadcast where somebody's just spewing, um, you know, words at you. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's a good play on, on words. It's like there's a book called um, Unlearning. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like the concept of that. I haven't read it yet, but I, I want to read it. But it's more on like a, a, maybe unlearning some of the things we know instead of um, instead of learning. Just like a play yeah. on words that makes you dive deeper. Exactly. Exactly. A lot. Of, yeah. And and it, and when it comes to you know talking about ourselves, um, especially the from a business perspective, we're taught to be these um, robots that have this mechanical message or something that's memorized and really canned. And and I think it's I'm very conversational, and I really I don't care you know if somebody has the world's perfect elevator speech. If everybody just stares blankly at them afterwards, then you were doing it more for yourself than for them. But if you can create something that piques someone's curiosity where they go, whoa, I want to hear more about that. I think that's far more successful. And, you know, for people that go through, let's say this ebook, and and I'll have it all on the, on the podcast page on the blog so they can uh, find the link in case they missed it. But if, if they're going through and they're, you know, really struggling with, with everything. I know one of your tips was to ask two or three close friends or family uh, to ask them what they think your skills or talents are. But uh, aside from that, do you have any other tips for finding, you know, skills and strengths and talents? Um, well, you know what? If people want to contact me, I can um, share with you. I mean, sometimes I, I will take somebody through a coaching process to get through that. There are a variety of assessments you can take. I like to use a combination of some of the more formalized assessments with uh, an, uh, more of an inventory of a person. I'm kind of asking them a lot of questions and, and, and talking to about who they are and what they bring to the table. It's just fascinating unpacking who a person is. So I would recommend that that process is always best to be facilitated with some kind of an outside resource, whether it's um, an assessment or once again, people can contact me at talentandgenius.com, find out about coaching, walk you through that process. Um, there's a lot of self-discovery that happens and uh, the, the things that it opens up for people are incredible. 
I mean, just the, the confidence that comes through, being clear on what you're doing and where you're going so that you don't sit around looking at the screen going, what, what the heck am I supposed to be doing here today? You just, you know what it is. And like, here you are. It's like, you know, Matt, your job is to, is to inspire people. Your job is to, is to invite us to try new things. Like every single day when you sit down, it's like, how is what I'm doing supporting that mission to help people experience new things? You might be creating something that exposes people to new things, new ways of thinking, new places to go, new things to think about. So is, is, you're like on track. It's like, great. I know I'm on purpose right now. Keep going. And, and do you find a lot of the um, – some of the assessments out there, like, are any better than others? Like, I know one of the ones I've taken is Strength Finder. Okay, that's Too a bad. good one. Yeah. Well, there's the Strengths Finder. There's the Colby, K-O-L-B-E. There's the DISC assessment, which I can administer the DISC assessment. If somebody wants to contact me, I can get you that. Because I don't know if you can just buy it offline. You have to buy it through somebody. Um, there's one called um, Talent Dynamics. Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, and Well, I always find it interesting because like, when, I, when I get my top five skills and I think of them, I do definitely think that they're very much me, but I always wonder – you know, how, how accurate it is. When yeah. I think, I think there was only 20 or 25 questions, but, um, cause it gave me f- futuristic as my number one, um, strength and then followed by focus, significance, adaptability and ideation. Yeah, that's that, that, and sometimes it's hard to like say, well, how does that show up in my life? You know, you need some examples. Yeah. So I, I would suggest, you know, just trying to find some examples of those because, you know, we don't really sit around and think like, does the word <laughs> ideation even, you know, pop into your mind on a daily basis? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and what about just in general for like productivity or or developing healthy habits and efficiency. Just wondering if you had any any tips or tools for that as well. Um, for productivity, efficiency, I think really, you know, that that daily practice of just being focused and mindful makes a really big difference. Um, the last section of the book is called getting um, part four. Actually, is getting out of your own way. Because we can oftentimes stop ourselves from moving forward. And I know people who have every time management tool, every planner, they've taken every productivity class, but still they keep sabotaging themselves. And so I've listed a couple of things uh, in the part four of the book on page 28 where you can go into things like a gratitude practice. Um, unplugging from social media, um, making sure that you're asking the right people for the right opinions instead of going to these naysayers all the time saying, hey, I've got this thing going on. What do you think? Um, and even reconnecting to your big why. I recommend to have that, that, that quiet time every day. And when you're in that place of focus, you have um, a more clear state of intention. You know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And you're not necessarily, you know, judging yourself on, boy, did I get this done during that period of time? Uh, you know, when you go into a creative mm-hmm. state, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I'm writing and I'm really into what I'm doing, I don't eat, I don't <laughs> get up, 
And it's like, you know, there are hungry people in my house wandering around going, is mom going to make any food? And it's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night. I didn't realize that I'm still in my pajamas. You know, it's just like we get into that place where yeah, we're just true. in this creative mode. And so I, I just find that being connected to your guidance and being connected to your creativity are the best productivity tools you could ever have because, um, you know, we work in different ways. We don't always, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily, my, my creativity doesn't work a nine to five job. Um, sometimes it works the night shift. Sometimes it works the early morning shift. I can't remember who said it. There was like a famous entrepreneur or something that said that, um, efficiency is for robots. <laughs> there you go. That's my kind of person. That's well, Nancy, it's, it's been, it's been really awesome having you on. I really like the, the concept of the show as well almost like turning it into a case study and hopefully maybe one day we can do part two. Oh my gosh. This was really fun. I've never done this kind of a, a of an interact of a podcast interview. I don't even know if it's an interview. I've never done this before. <laughs> it's like a coaching demo, which I'm really glad. And if people enjoyed it, yay. Um, I hope they get the ebook. If you want to reach out and contact me, um, you know, I, that's what I do and I can take people through the same process. I took you through Matt and, um, or they can enjoy the ebook and take themselves through the process so that, um, either way people get a solution. Yeah. And I'll put that all for sure in the show notes. And then is there any particular places in like social media that you hang out? You know, if everybody goes to my website, talentandgenius.com, there are links to my social spots. I think it'll be easier to do that. Um, or I can send you links to where I am. And if you want to put that with the show notes, but, um, I just rather people go straight to my website and then you can click a bunch of little things and, Oh, you know, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter and I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram and I'm not on Snapchat because I think I have a teenager, so I'm not allowed to be on Snapchat. (laughs) That's like the one last place where kids can have theirs, just their own thing. And they're like, please don't come around here. So I'm not over there, but, um, I try to, I try to pop up in as many places as I can. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll definitely put that in the show notes and, uh, yeah. And maybe we can arrange a, another podcast sometime. I think that sounds wonderful. Right. Thank you. You've ins- you have inspired me. Look at, you got me to do something I've never done before. You inspirational leader, you. <laughs> and that was part of the thing was trying to think of, uh, something new to do in the podcast world. Isn't it so. funny? You actually did the thing. And then after we started talking, we were able to say what you did and you're like, Oh, did I do that? And so, <laughs> yes, it's, it's so awesome. I really appreciate your openness to um, to be in that place of curiosity. And, and believe it or not, it's a real vulnerable place as well. But you see it as an invitation for adventure and fun. And I think that's an inspiration that you that you bring to the world. So I'm, I'm really honored that we got to do this together. Well, thanks, Nancy. I really appreciate it. And thanks for coming on. All right. Well, that's the end of episode number 26 with Nancy. I hope you uh, enjoyed it as, as much as I did. I really love these um, these case study episodes because I find them so unique. Uh, and I think it's a really great way to actually learn about uh, the subject matter. And I can't wait to have Nancy on again because then we're going to talk about part two, which is uh, like the next stages for developing your personal brand, such as communicating the personal brand and um, how to get known and recognized for it. 
So I look forward to that. If you like this uh, podcast in general, um, please leave me a, a review on iTunes. It really means the, uh, the world to me because that's how more people will find me. And head on over to livelimitless.net. Feel free to send me an email, matt, M-A-T-T, at livelimitless.net. I'd love to hear from you. Love to know what you think of the show. And other than that, have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.